this one here is a, is a short mic, but I'm probably just going to use the hour and a half one and, and, and cut it short. Uh, amen. I want to share with you from the Word of God. I've been praying and asking the Lord to, to just give me the words to say. First of all, I, I just want to say thank you for, as I said before, for just uh, allowing us the opportunity to come. I know God had the biggest hand in it all, but you welcomed us and we were able to come in. And, and uh, God has done some great things here in three years. He, he, he truly has. God is still doing great things. Uh, ministry is not always easy. There are always challenges. And, of course, we know that, you know, we can't blame it on this forever, but COVID didn't help anything. COVID uh, hurt a lot of, uh, of, of vision and, and vision casting. Uh, it made us look at things differently in a lot of ways, and we were kind of shaken by it there in the first beginning. And there are many churches today that are still struggling to overcome the COVID situation. But we can't blame it on COVID forever because how many knows we are the faithful, amen? We are the people of God. And though we walk in wisdom, we ask God to give us wisdom, we've got to walk in faith too. And, uh, and so we're seeing that people are starting to do that. They're, 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 they're trying to find and seek the wisdom of God, and people are reengaging again in ministry and in getting back to church, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I, I would to God that our faith was so strong that no weapon formed against us would prosper. Amen. And... Uh, uh, I would to God that my faith would be that way, and I pray that he will allow it to be that way. But we we got to build relationships with uh, a lot of you, friendships that will last forever, and many of you that we didn't get to really spend a whole lot of time with. And, uh, you know, we love you as well. Um, life is, is what it is, but it doesn't change our heart for who you are and, and what you've done, amen, in support of us. And our family, but we thank God for what He's accomplished. That many would say, "Well, I don't know. You know, uh, where do we go from here?" Uh, well, one thing we do: we follow Him. That's the greatest, most important thing we do, is we follow Him. I, I want to leave you with a challenge. I want to leave you with a word that will encourage you and encourage the body of Christ. First of all, we realize and recognize first and foremost that there is always going to be the enemy. Amen. Trying to do what he can to, to get in the way of your steps, won't they? And uh, your personal walk with God. Uh, I say that individually, but also as a church. But I want to encourage you, don't let the devil stop you from staying faithful to God. Amen. No matter what you're faced with in life, don't let it stop you. Uh, God has called us to faithfulness, not fear. And so I encourage you, today to do that and you would say well how are we going to do that because you know number one we realize we need Christ we need his strength but how many knows we need each other and we need each other to be healthy in the spirit don't we we need each other to be vibrant in the spirit we need each other to be walking amen in a good place in God so that we can draw from the benefits of of, of their faithfulness and uh, and their health their spiritual health the Bible tells us that we're to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And there'll be times when you need to lean on somebody and times when you need somebody to lean on you. And I remember one day a preacher was preaching 
and he was t uh, talking about uh, being frail and his frailties, and he said, Lord, he said, when I start to lean, prop me up on the leaning side. And, uh, and I'll never forget that, but it, it was very encouraging in the message that he brought that day. How many knows we need the Lord to prop us up on the leaning side oftentimes in our life? And some of you may have heard that before. And sometimes God props us up by putting people in our life. And sometimes, amen, we prop others up because God puts us in their life. But for whatever reason, we're there uh, to press forward and to see the kingdom of God grow. How many knows that's what this is all about? Church is about, it's about his will. It's about his vision, his hope, his glory. And when we keep that in view, we begin to realize that nothing else really matters but loving God, loving each other, and preaching the kingdom of God and living the example and sharing the message through our lives and how we live it. And, uh, and, and that's what's most important. I have failed him sometimes in doing that. Amen. Uh, and I ask God to help me every day not to fail him, to do all I can to surrender it all to him. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me for a few moments. I want to share with you from the word of God. And then I want to take and, and call us to a challenge, call us to a place of prayer. If you'll stand with me just for the reading of his word in uh, Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. The Bible said, and we begin reading at verse 19. It's kind of a strange, kind of a strange place to go on such a day as this, but I, I, I really want you to get one phrase that God would not let me turn loose of in this story. The Bible said this is Moses. He's coming down off the mountain, and in verse 19, as he's been with God, and he's received the instruction of the Lord. So it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot, and he cast the tables out of his hand and broke them at the foot of the mountain. And then he took the calf which they had made, burned it in the fire, and ground it into powder, and scattered it into water, and made the children of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What? Did this people do to you that you've brought such great sin upon them? And Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods that will go in before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me, and I cast it in the fire, and this calf came out. And when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, for Aaron had not restrained them to their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the entrance of the camp, and he said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. Such a a strange story to 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 kind of uh, have today, but I want to share with you, and had to read that in its entirety for you to understand where I'm going with this one phrase, and then I want us to have time here at the altar. I want to pray corporately as a church 
Father, may you add your blessing to the reading of your word. God, I am your servant. I'm in your hands, Lord. And I've prayed as before this service began that you would speak through me. And, Lord, that we would encourage the people. And, Lord, that the people would, would, would just leave this place with their hearts lifted in you and God just excited about the next season that you have prepared. Lord, not only with their hearts lifted, God, but their hearts knitted together. Lord, that is my prayer, that, Father, that we would lay everything at your feet and we would get a grip and get a vision, Father, of what this what this ministry is all about. And, Lord, begin to connect with you again and connect with others in a way that's pleasing to you, loving one another and coming together in power and unity, Lord, that will take us, Father, into victorious places in our seasons that come. And we'll give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Um, I want to share with you just from this thought today, and I thought, Lord, I don't know uh, on such a day as today why you would send me here, but one particular phrase was very important and really was the central focus of what he had shared with me. I have been praying because, God, I knew this day was coming for the, for the last few weeks, and I wanted to leave you all with a message, amen, of encouragement, a message, amen, of bringing everyone together and just looking forward to what God has in store. How many are still looking forward to what God has in store, even beyond the knowledge and what we know today? It's important that we hold fast to that, that no matter what's happening around us, that God is still God. He's still Lord. As we saw in this particular scripture, we find uh, uh, so much to glean from, but in my mind, I'm going to carry you where God carried me. He took me to the place where Moses literally uh, was the one who was on the mountain and he was seeking the Lord. He was trying to find God's will. Amen for the children of Israel. And he knew that he was leading a people, a massive amount of people, and there had to be, uh, there had to be instruction. There had to be uh, guidance. And uh, there had to be some uh, guidelines that were set in, 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 other, in order for them to be able to accomplish their going together to get into the promised land. And so the Lord himself met with Moses. And up on that mountain, my mind just, began to lock in on the fact that Moses wanted what God wanted. Amen. And so in my spirit, I held on to that. I've asked myself, I've looked at my, my own personal life, and I've said, God, uh, help me to look and to be able to, not, not at anyone else, let me look at Brett. Amen. Come on, somebody. Let me look at Brett and let me say, God, is there anything within me that keeps me from wanting what you want? Come on, somebody. Lord, help me to be able to discern within my life if there's something that is standing in the way and, and keeps me from that, let me say it again, wanting what you want. Moses wanted what God wanted, but he also knew he couldn't do what God needed him to do without God. 
So up on the mountain he went. He went to, to, to find the instruction. He went to see all that God had for the children of Israel. He comes back down and he's carrying ten commandments. He's ready to deliver these commandments to the children of Israel, uh, most likely and most probably through the priest Aaron, his, uh, his family member, his brother. And he has come down the mountain and he's looking out and he's seeing that there are people there that in this moment, in this particular moment, they have lost focus. Now, it wasn't many much long before that that they had seen the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob do a miracle. How many knows you've seen God do it before that he'll do it again? Amen. Uh, go with me here. I'm going to just let the Spirit of God just speak uh, to our hearts today. Uh, as, he, as he's there and he's prepared to deliver this to Aaron or, or whatever the case may be, maybe even directly uh, according to the will of God, uh, uh, he looks down and he sees a people who have forgotten what God did, uh, amen, not long before this moment. I want to encourage you not to forget what God's done in your life. Amen. Oh, give him glory if you want to. Let's, let's just have church today. Don't forget what God's done in your life. We have a tendency oftentimes when we reach certain seasons that are difficult or certain seasons that seem like we become distant from God to really forgetting what the Lord did. But I look back over my life and I begin to think, Lord, that's been 20 years ago. That's been 18 years ago. That's been 30 years ago. But how many knows that it's just as important what God done in your life back then as a testimony of you going forward and you're staying faithful to God uh, to keep continuing to remember who God was in your life in the past uh, and know that God wants to be that relevant in your life today. Amen. God has a plan uh, for your life. And so Moses comes down off the mountain. He's looking down. He's looking at all this is happening. He's mad. He's angry. He's saying, how in the world? What in the world has happened? Aaron, you were supposed to be in charge. Why could you not restrain the people? Why could you not get the people to, to stay focused? Why couldn't you get them to, 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 to keep their eyes and their attention on the fact that there was a God who brought them up out of the land of Egypt and has promised them that he's going to carry them to a land that flows with milk and honey? He is not intending on leaving them here. God wants to take you somewhere. Amen. Can I tell somebody that today? God does not want to leave you here. He wants to take you somewhere. He wants to take Stoneville somewhere. And I believe today, amen, that if we'll get our eyes on God and we'll trust him, he's going to do just that. Somebody shout with me, I'm going on. Amen. I'm going on in Jesus. I'm going on in the Lord. He did it before, he's going to do it again. In that moment, oh, Jesus, in that moment, he looks out and he sees a people who have forgotten. And he begins to get angry. He's frustrated. He throws the Ten Commandments down at the base of the mountain and they break and they crumble and he begins to look over at Aaron and wonder what in the world's going on. And he begins to say, hey man, we, Aaron, what in the world happened? How did you allow this to happen? Aaron said, well, they were just so adamant. 
they, 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 they just wouldn't leave me alone. They just said, where's Moses? We don't even know what's happened to him. Oh, but, amen, understand this particular truth that Aaron had one job to do. Amen. And when you're walking with God, don't let the crowd determine your steps. You let the Lord determine your steps. Let the Lord determine your steps. As I listened to this, I said, God, this is encouraging to me. I know it would be encouraging to you uh, here at Stoneville today because going forward, it is all about Jesus. Amen. It's not about me or my family, or although I thank God for the time we've had here and the relationships we've built and the family we've made, but I promise you it's about Jesus. And Aaron looks around, and Aaron had one job to do, to stand up in the midst of all that was going on in the chaos and said, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Moses is with God, and God has his hand on us, and we just need to stand still until such a time as God begins to move in our life. But he didn't. He just began to, to fall under the pressure, and he said, well, hey, just uh, go ahead and give me the, the, the gold that you have. And he said to Moses, I, I just took the gold, and I threw it in the fire, and out come a calf. Ha, ha, ha. That's one of the most comical stories and lies I've ever heard. Jerry Clower talked about New Gene the Lion Ledbetter. I'm thinking, how in the world does he expect Moses to believe that? Excuses don't make a difference, does it? Don't make a difference. Moses reached a place in this story where he understood what needed to happen. He went to meet with God. He came down, and, 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 and because of what was happening in the minds of people, they began to go away from God and do things that were contrary to God's will and do things that were that were not pleasing unto God. They lost focus in the middle of it all. But but then Moses, as he's seeing all this, as he's hearing Aaron, he comes to determination. I know what needs to happen here. There needs to become a gathering of like-mindedness. Amen. And so what I want to ask you to do is I want you all to stand with me today. But before you do that, don't stand yet. When I ask this question, I want you to stand. Moses looks and he begins to, to realize there's something. We can't stay where we're at. Something's got to happen here. What needs to happen if we're going to go forward from here? Moses begins to say these words. He said, whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. Now, you can stand if you're on the Lord's side because I'm going to tell you what that means. That means that we are laying aside our emotions. Amen. We're laying aside our sadness. We're laying aside everything that would hinder us from being able to do what Moses is saying do. Right? That means we're saying, God, I'm giving it all to you because what's most important is that I stand where you want me to stand. And what God is saying 
in this message through Moses is there's got to be a like-mindedness. There's got to be a unity. Amen. And I want to say this for every church, not just Stoneville, for every church. Oh, let this be the message that stirs our hearts and our minds to say as Moses did, God, I'm standing on your side. And as he made that statement, people, the Levites, begin to make their way to Moses in like-mindedness. Today, I'm asking you to, be, to accept the challenge of God within your life that even though you may have some mixed emotions and, and, and mixed thoughts and, and even some things that, that are happening in your life right now that is making it difficult to, to, to see clearly what's most important, I, I'm asking you to, to challenge you to lay it down right now in the, at the feet of Jesus and just hear this one phrase in your mind. I want to get in the position God has called me to be in unity, amen, in my mind and in my spirit with him and in unity and in my heart and in my spirit with my church family. Amen. This is what's important today because going forward, God has great things and in your unity and unifying together, you will position yourself not only to have fellowship that you need but to be able to pray together in such a way that you will clear the path as God makes a way through the power and the anointing of prayer. Somebody said, well, what do you mean, preacher? If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Hey man, I wish somebody would hear this today. There needs to be a coming together and a loving God and a loving one another and a forgiving and putting behind things amen that the enemy has tried to shove up in your face. Amen for so long. Don't that happen everywhere? Let it go. Come together. Who is on the Lord's side? Amen. I want to challenge you with that question today, and I want us to pray. If you're one that would say, Preacher, I'm on the Lord's side, I want you to make your way to this altar, and we're going to have a corporate prayer as we dismiss this service today, praying for those who are saying, Lord, I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to have, a, uh, God, the heart of unity, Lord, with you and with my church family, Father, because we need each other. And, Lord, I know that some are hurting and some are, 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 are broken, Father, by their emotions right now. And, uh, but, Lord, you're able to, to give us the strength to lay it all down to, to what's most important today. And that is this, that we are a church. And we're a church that God has called to walk into the next season. How many believe that? God has called. We may be going to a new assignment, but God has a plan for Stoneville. Amen. And I'm telling you, there's a season ahead of you that is going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. It's going to be magnificent. And I believe, somehow how many will say, I believe with you, Pastor, that we're going to see it. Amen? I'm going to see it. So, Lord, right now, if everybody pray with me, Lord, these that have, have made their mind today, God, and heard that question, that challenge, and have said, Lord, I come to you. Lord, I thank you for each and every one of them, God. I thank you for what they mean to the church. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in their life right now. And I thank you for their commitment as they've said, Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm, I'm stepping out as, as the Levites did, and I'm coming to stand alongside of those that are 
are like-minded, Lord, to join my faith with theirs. Lord, to, to, to connect with them in such a way that I find my weak places strengthened. And, and Lord, that I can be a blessing to them as well. And Lord, to be able to join in the right mind of prayer and unity so that we can come into a place where we see the flow of your glory working through not only just a few, but everybody within the church. And Lord, we see the path being cleared. We see a way being made. And we're standing in the gap and we're making up the hedge for those, God, that are going to be a part of this church. For those that, Lord, you're going to send to this house. I pray, God, right now, Lord, that every heart will join with me. That in the next days and weeks and months ahead, that they'll see a stronger anointing of your hand upon this house than they've seen in the last three years. God, that they will not see it in spurts, but they'll see it consistently. They'll see it, Father, in such a power and such a glory that they'll begin to see the sick healed. And the Lord, Lord, even God, while they're waiting on the next man of God that will come that you have in place, let there be an anointing on this house that causes the hurts and the pains to be healed, that causes, Lord, the devil and his attack upon families and friends and loved ones to be destroyed by the faith of the Son of God. Lord, that quickens everyone that steps on the property to feel the sovereign grace of your glory. I pray, Father, that the word will be delivered here in more power than it's ever been delivered before. That, Father, through teachers that you're raising up and God through pastors and evangelists when they come to this house. You've been good to Stoneville, but I'm praying, Lord, that the latter will be greater than the former. That, God, what you've planned for each and every one of this church, that they'll begin to walk in it because they made a decision. I'm going to stand for the Lord and I'm going to see the goodness of God in the latter. I pray right now for a fresh anointing upon each one that says, here I am, a fresh ikalabasola. Lord, let there be a fresh breath wind of your glory upon every life. We're thanking you, God, that you're making a way even now. Lord, that you're touching the council. Lord, that you're preparing them. You're preparing them with strength. You're preparing them with anointing, with discernment, God. And Lord, that they'll be able to lead through the clear, uh, through the cloudy waters, Lord, that may seemingly be lying ahead, but they'll see because of the light of your grace and glory. Hallelujah. Lord, you're clearing a path. Hallelujah, make it away. God, raise up workers. Raise up leaders. God, give our leaders strength. Lord, be with this council. Bless this council. Bless this church. Father, let this be the easiest, easiest transition they've ever seen. Oh, because they, they, can't, ex, they can't experience the struggle of it all for experiencing the hand of your grace in the midst of it all. In Jesus' name.
in Jesus' name. Somebody say with me, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, God has great things in store. I'm going to say this part again because it spoke to my heart. Anybody ever been on a bumpy road? Mason, hold off a minute, baby. Anybody ever been on a bumpy road? We were watching somebody the other day on a tractor, old Ford 8-in, wasn't an 8-in, it was old Ford tractor, and it had a spring. Y'all remember them seats they had on the spring on the seat? Daddy never had no cushion on his. It was metal, but it had that spring up under it. And, and I used to love that spring because I thought often, boy, if I hit one of these bumps and that spring wasn't there and that seat didn't bounce, whoo, that would hurt. While I was praying there, it's like the Lord said to me, Amen. He can move in such a way that, that we don't see and feel the bumps. Amen. Going through this season. And I'm believing that and I'm praying that over y'all that y'all going to see God's grace and God's hand. And I want y'all to just keep us in prayer. We love you. We'll be back to see you. Y'all might, y'all might let us come back and preach sometime. I don't know. I'm not. We would be honored to come back sometime just Anytime the Lord feels led of y'all to, 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 to have us, we'd love to come back sometime. But we're certainly going to come back and slip in and worship with y'all sometime. You least expect it. Amen. Do you love God? You love one another? Amen. And make each other know how much you love them as we dismiss today in the Lord, keeping your eyes on him, loving him, loving one another.